So hello and welcome. You are listening to one of India's top 3 self-love and motivational podcasts, Womensperia. Womensperia podcast has been striving to bring to you the stories of inspiring people, revolutionizing the thoughts of today's society with their outstanding services and insights. Today, our podcast takes immense pleasure and gratitude to invite Marianne Ryan. Marianne is the owner and clinical director of MRPT Physical Therapy in Midtown Manhattan, New York. She is a certified orthopedic specialist where only one among 10 physical therapists are certified by the American Physical Therapists Association. With almost 30 years of experience, she specializes in women's health, especially in the treatment of prenatal and postpartum women, concentrating on pelvic pain, urinary incontinence, and helping women in restoring their tummies back to pre-pregnancy shape with core exercises instructed by her. Marianne is a pioneer in developing physical therapy treatment programs for TMJ, headaches, low back pain, neck pain and blocked milk ducts. She is an award-winning author of the book Baby Bod, which is a knowledge bank in providing a groundbreaking self-care program for pregnant and postpartum women and also bridges the gap between medical care and special fitness needs. The other jewels on her crown are that she is a TEDx speaker former spokesperson of the American Physical Therapists Association, a passionate mother of two who is striving to help women prepare for childbirth and reclaim their bodies afterwards. She is the torchbearer of awareness and inspiration to several women who have forgotten the importance of their physical health after having a child. She inspires many by quoting that one needn't live with a pain. Let's get to know from her about her journey and more. So hello and welcome to the podcast Marianne. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you very much. The pleasure is all mine. So when I start the podcast, I have a small icebreaker question with my guests. So to begin with, can you tell me the two affirmations that you say to your mirror every morning? Uh one is you're good enough. And two, yes. two, just try. Yes. That's enough. Yeah, I used That's to be I have a tendency to be an absolute perfectionist, which I think a lot of moms tend to be because we expect the most and the best and it's really you're good enough and if you just try, that's enough. You're doing it. Yes, that's very true. So one shouldn't ever feel that I had never tried because you cannot fail. Once you never try, one cannot fail at all. Right, exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. So proceeding with the questions please tell us about your journey in becoming a physical therapist who helps women during their pregnancy and postpartum. Okay well I have a long history as a, you know working history and I started I decided when I was a teenager to become a physical therapist cuz I was fairly athletic and I liked sports and I also wanted to work be in a profession where I worked with people one on one and the relationship that you hmm. get to have as a physical therapist is amazing some of the you know some of my patients have become my best friends for 30 you know over 30 years so it's 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 a really nice profession for me that way because I'm very very social and I always was interested in the body so it was the right choice for me so when I started initially hmm. I first started in sports medicine because that was the trend oh it's so new and i was very interested in people with back pain and treatment okay. back then was 
not as good as it is now. We weren't as knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. And I became a spinal specialist with treating people who have back and neck pain. And that became another journey because why are my neck patients not getting better? They uh, have TMJ problems, which is the jaw, which can cause Mm -hmm. headaches and it can be involved with neck pain. So I started teaching that at NYU University uh, Dental School for several Mm -hmm. years and also, you know, treated people in my practice. And then from there, why aren't some of my back patients getting better? And it turned out that they had pelvis problems. And we weren't as knowledgeable 20 years ago, even that things like the what's called the SI joints in the pelvis, this is a pelvis or the front of the pelvis can generate pain, maybe going, you know, and so I became um, a pelvic physical therapist became took tons of courses in that and I even teach it. um, And geared towards women's health. And about 10 years ago, I reached a milestone in my profession. And I said, you know, I've been doing this for so many years, what do I want to do and focus on now? And the one Mm. thing that really upset me is that women don't get enough care, especially postpartum and pregnant women. So throughout my career, pregnant women weren't told by their doctors, go to a physical therapist. If you're in pain, they might say, oh, try some moist heat, take rest. You can try some exercise, but it's like, we're the professionals, send them. And it's still happening today. And postpartum here in the United States, the medical care ball is just dropped. You do, you develop, you know, deliver your baby and you just sent home. And we're not as family centric in the United States because we tend our families live farther apart from each other. So it's really hard. People don't have their mother or their aunties or their their, you know, friends who are available to help them. It's just like you're on your own and there's not that much information or medical care for them. And it's it's dangerous. So that was that became my goal to get involved with that. And I decided to write a book, which was Baby Bod which is uh, the program that you mentioned to help women recover from childbirth, but it also helps women prepare. And the one thing, even if it's 10 years or 20 years, you can still recover from childbirth. A lot of women have a lot of problems because of it. And we'll probably go into detail of what types of problems occur. Yes, of course, of course. So I mean, uh, even as a common woman, I have delivered two children. But I had very less awareness about this. So what I would say is women, when, they, when it comes to them, they are very much, uh, even, they, uh, even though they know that uh, uh, they need some care, unless and until it's for the child, they won't do anything for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So going, then- moving forward, tell us about some of the symptoms and changes in the body for normal women like me. Okay. Fun. If you're in pain, get treatment. Hmm. So there are uh, some good physiotherapists in India. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're pregnant and you're in pain, don't accept from your doctor, well, you're just going to have to live with it. Look for treatment. And there can be, you know, there's even online, um, you know, people who will see you and help Mm -hmm. work you through, which I've done. And um, I've seen people and done coaching. It's not called physical therapy once you're out of your boundary of your license. And I've gotten them out of pain, prepared them for childbirth and helped them recover after. So if you're in pain, there's a lot of things that can generate, you know, it can come from, it can come from your mid back, it come from your lower back where your spine is, or the pelvis hmm. itself. There's a simple um, problem called pubic symphysis. And there's a yes. cartilage here 
that the bones mm-hmm. can kind of twist on it. And that can be okay. very painful during your pregnancy and even after it can hurt to walk. So there's a lot of treatment that's available. Um, mm-hmm. How much in India you have to uh, ask your provider, how much experience you have with this, you know, mm-hmm. so there is treatment. So that's, that's the one thing. Um, and it's not normal to live with it. The other thing is women developing continence, which is urine leakage and sometimes fecal leakage. And what that is, is that the pelvic floor muscles in the bottom become weak, either from carrying the weight of the baby or they, because of pain or other reasons, they actually can become very, very tight. Right. Yes. Like right after birth, things are tight down here because your body's like, oh my God, that hurts so much. Hmm. (laughs) So when things are tight, the muscles don't work properly and that can cause urine leakage also. So if you're leaking urine, it, you know, you might have a drip or two, like for a month after childbirth, but if that continues, get treatment for it, there's treatment for it. You know, there's uh, programs you can follow to get rid of it. A lot of is strengthening, learning how to breathe differently again, changing the way your posture is and general, um, very, very specific core exercises. So, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to take tons of time. Another indicator of a problem is constipation. Normally, somebody up there decided to make our bodies while we're pregnant and even while we're nursing and breastfeeding our babies, make our make it uh, the GI tract work slower. So what happened, mm-hmm. the reason for that is so that you absorb as much nutrients from everything that you eat, you absorb more because it's, it's going through slower. And what happens is that when you yes. become constipated and can't make a bowel movement and have to strain, that strains the muscles in the pelvic floor and also the abdominal muscles. So um, that's something to be dealt with. And then there's something, have you ever heard of diastasis recti? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Okay. And so your audience may not have. So what happens yes. is that the two muscles, we call them the six pack muscles, which are on the, mm. on the front of your tummy. There's a yes. connective tissue right here that has to spread to make room for baby. And so when women deliver, they have a spread of these two muscles, which Hmm. will make them look like they're still pregnant. And sometimes as time goes on, that connective tissue that holds those muscles together kind of Hmm. shrinks back down again. Sometimes it doesn't. And there's a deeper tummy muscle that is part of the core system that is often what we call inactivated, meaning it's shut down and it's not working appropriately. And that's that requires very specific mm. exercises and also a change in the way you hold yourself and breathing patterns to recover, to get everything to work and for you to become nice and stable in the belly. So if you're not stable, then you kind of wishy-washy and that can cause back pain, neck pain. Um, so there's a whole bunch of uh, things that can occur as a result of pregnancy and childbirth, but there's things and steps that you can take to get better. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. So also, and uh, also, uh, I guess not only in India, in almost all parts of the world, women and their families are lacking awareness about the importance of regaining their old self and taking care of the woman's body again after pregnancy. So in fact, postpartum depression, which itself is an alarming signal for, for the woman is stopped as a taboo in the society. So let alone the physical constraints. What they say is get back to shape soon. 
you were given this excuse of bloating up or swelling up only during your pregnancy you now you have delivered your child you're breastfeeding your child you should come back to your old self so there is so much of uh, pressure and compulsion <laughs> Yeah, that's happening. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So even I mean, even in the United States, there's um, postpartum depression where people feel sadness. There's also postpartum anxiety. So yes. I definitely had that. So everything, like in my bookshelf, had to be lined up. Everything had to be hmm. just so. Even in my refrigerator, I had to have food just and so. It was like nuts. But what it was is that I had this anxiety caused by the hormones, and it makes you feel very uncomfortable and it can keep you from sleeping same. And, and the anxiety is the other side of the depression. And in the United States, the culture is somewhat aware of it, but there's not enough uh, investigation for the postpartum hmm. women and also pregnant women. You know, they're just told, Oh, well, you need to rest more if you're feeling anxious you know, rather than there is treatment for it. These hormones are so strong and there's things you can do. And a lot of times it requires a medicine that you don't take for the rest of your life. You take for a certain period of time to get over that hormonal influence. So it's hard yeah. and it's, it's really rough if, if people are saying, you're just going to get back together, just going you know, to get on with it. You have enough, your mom's helping you, your auntie's helping you, right? You know, what's wrong with you? Here's your food, eat it, you know? Hmm. Correct. <laughs> just feed the baby. Get on with it. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it's it's a real issue. So I'm hoping even in India, it's getting better here in the United States, but it's really lacking really a, hmm. a, enough uh, awareness by the medical society to take care of women after they birth. It's, it's sad. Yes. In fact, that should be a change uh, where, where a woman goes for a uh, treatment or when, when a woman visits a doctor for her regular checkup, the family must go with her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The entire family needs the counseling. With 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 a checklist. <laughs> here, yes, you know, of course. That wouldn't go over well. Like the husband can go, you know, here in the United States, but the family's not that involved. Sad, you know, but I, I think in India, you're right. All everybody's <laughs> line up with the checklist and yes, ask the question, you know, um, hmm you know, instead of, but here there's a big lack of, of the right things being done. Women are hmm. just sent home. And then six weeks later, they go for a checkup and the doctor says, do you want birth control? They don't even ask if you're in pain. They don't check, you know, not all of them. There are some good doctors hmm. who do. They don't check to see if you have the pelvic floor contraction, meaning if your muscles are working well down here, hmm. Um, hmm. if, you're in pain if you have urine leakage, if you're having constipation. And also they should be giving a questionnaire where they fill out a form about their emotional mental state. Hmm. You know, it's hmm. really important. And, um, you know, it, it's, I think in the last 10 years, the amount of awareness through social media, mostly okay. some through the regular media, um, like I've done hmm. some TV interviews and stuff about it has improved women's awareness that, oh, gee, I'm feeling this and this isn't, this isn't normal to live with. It might be common to have it, but it's not normal and I should look for help. So, yes, yes. But at the same time, when uh, there, are, there is also, there are pros and cons for the same. So when a woman says that when she's educated and uh, when, when she is well informed and, uh, and she talks out to the family saying that, yes, I'm going through this particular anxiety i'm going through postpartum depression and stuff like that 
people say that you you get too much of informations and you're making up stuff <laughs> that's also another side of the story <laughs> right so so, so the and, aunties and, and the mothers that. all need to get educated mm. not the woman and yes, usually exactly when you're when mm. i was the, go, having postpartum anxiety if you mm. told me that i there was something off about me that I needed everything to be spotless and clean and done just I, I would have taken a shoe and thrown it at you. But it's it's the other members of the family who also should yes. be able to identify without making her feel bad. It's just like, let's get you some help. You need help. You know? Yes. Of course. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard. <laughs> hmm. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. So it's that's the reason why they call it the fourth semester. I mean trimester, I'm sorry. So even when the woman delivers in her third trimester, the most fun, if you ask me, is the fourth trimester of hers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Marion, tell us about, about uh, some of the interesting cases that you've been having uh, in your 30 years of experience. I would love to uh, listen to some of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. If, yeah. Okay. So I'll, t I'll talk about one woman came in with a walker. She was one week after giving birth. Mm -hmm. And she <clears throat> developed, she had a problem with the cartilage right in the front called the pubic symphysis. So she came in and I said, don't, you know, she was like in tears. She said, I can't even walk. You know, they just sent me home. They didn't give me any treatment. And my friend who lives near me told me, you know, I should come and see you. And she came, she drove all the way into the city, you know, which was mm. a big trip for her. She just had a one, you know, a one week old baby somebody was watching the baby. And so I did a treatment on her. I said, it's very common and you'll probably leave here feeling fine. If anything, I have a cane you might need. So I worked on her and I actually had her use a belt to mm -hmm. help hold her pelvis together. And she said to me, leave the, you know, she walked around, she felt great. She said, and I said, well, don't forget your walker when she was leaving, you know, cause she was delighted. She was feeling good. She said, give that to some other mother. I don't need it anymore. So she oh, was doing well. Yeah, um, great. yeah. And then, you know, things like birthing positions can, you know, affect you. So in the United States, women tend to lie on their backs and their knees are way up. Well, this one mom yes. got a nerve injury in her leg. And she didn't know until she went to get out of bed that the leg, the nerve was impinged or aggravated and the muscles in her whole right leg weren't working. So she went to get out of bed to go to the bathroom and she fell on the floor and broke her leg. Ooh. Then she went for physical therapy with somebody for like mm -hmm. six months and the leg was still weak. And a friend of hers said, you know, cause I, there's certain therapists who take insurance payments and I don't, I, people have to pay me and then they get, you know, cause I have too many patients to see and I don't have okay. a staff of people working to do the billing. Cause it's different here in the States. So um, she said, well, let me try, you know, Marianne. And the very first visit, we got the muscles working again because I did something called a nerve glide. So there's lots of different things out there. So she was able to walk normally. <laughs> so that was it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there's lots of things like that. Um, I've had moms who, uh, one of my moms who was a lactation consultant, which is a breastfeeding um, professional. Yes. And yes. She, she, for three years, she had two kids had incontinence, you know, she had a constant flow of urine. And we did some very specific exercises where I actually used her own body weight, and it stopped mm -hmm. 
incontinence right there. Boom. So those are my success stories. There's also other stories that are very, very sad, but we're not going to go into those <laughs> to learn and become more aware that don't just push her and tell her it's normal. You'll get on with it. You know, here's this beautiful yes. baby. You should be happy. There's things going on and they need to be addressed. So yes, that's you know, very true. Yeah. Mm. And especially with depression and anxiety, that's another whole thing where it could just be, you know, some talking therapy, but it could be a medical balance of the hormones by taking, you know, uh, some pills that will help you for the next couple of months or the next year while you're still nursing. Sure. There's times where, you know, you get really um, antsy and uh, what we call like agitated, right. Where, you know, that's not your norm, but it's just like, everything's overwhelming and you'll look back like five years from now and you'll say, Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Of course. (laughs) It's one get up and Hmm. walk as soon as possible. It doesn't have to be miles. It can just be 10 minute little mini walks. As long as you're, you know, if you have, you know, a cesarean section, then that's different. Hmm. You have to follow the doctor's orders and you don't realize Hmm. it until you start moving around that you feel better, you know? Um, and it, if you're having urine leakage uh, or fecal, which is, you know, your bowel movements leakage, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it can happen mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks after birth. It can happen a little bit during pregnancy, but there's treatment for that. And women should go sure. for that. And just, you know, okay. when your auntie and mother are telling you just, you know, get on with it, tell them that's not normal. You know, I need care. Yes, of course. Of course. Yes. Yes. Every woman needs to understand this. So yes. I would say that every woman needs to stand up for herself. Correct. Correct. Yes. So I slap sure, you five. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for your time and the lovely insights that you gave me. It was okay. great having you in my podcast today, Marianne. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. When a child is born, so is a mother. And along with the addition of a new love interest that she herself birthed, She is immediately expected to bond with the child, the changes in her body and mind, sleepless nights and whatnot. I wish this interview would have given the family and the close ones better clarity on what to expect when a woman becomes a mother and give her the required space, attention and medical assistance on time so that she can hope for a better tomorrow. Subscribe to the Women's Media Podcast so that the next time your favorite guest comes in, you can listen to their story and get inspired. Women's Media pages can be found in Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. If you have a story which would inspire people or if you know of someone whose story should be featured in Women's Media Podcast, you can reach out to me in womenspedia at gmail.com. The spelling goes by W-O-M-I-N-S-P-I-R-I-A at gmail.com. There is a Women's Media Tamil podcast as well in which you can listen to Tamil inspirational stories. Apart from that, I have a podcast called Shashu and Amma where I converse with my child about everything under the sun. It is a fun learning podcast. Until next time, this is Revati signing off from Women's Media, contagiously inspiring. Seek inspiration everywhere around you. Thank you very much.